Drew Holloway wanted me to relay a message that mm-hmm. was slurs. Yeah. And he said in alphabetical order. Okay. So that was all. All right. Cool. 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 Any particular slurs or just all of them? I'm not gonna repeat them. He didn't really say anything. He just said all of them. Oh. So is your podcast just talking or? Yep. Yeah. There's okay. no segments or anything. No. It's just we basically. Mm. The podcast is also me sitting over here judging and saying nothing. <laughs> Sometimes he you laughs. You don't interject. <laughs> if you're good enough, he laughs in the yeah. background. <laughs> like the Keisha episode is like a third, just Chad dying <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Chad. Piano drum is yeah, hilarious. Keisha, Keisha called a xylophone. She's like, that motherfucker. Piano, 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 piano drum. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> I forgot that happened. Yeah. And on that note, that was episode five. Five, yeah. Of the yeah. Very Green Room. And this is episode seven of the Very Green Room podcast with our guest, Abby Volman, here today. Hello, hello. I am Ben Daniel with my co-host, Will Loden, right across from us. What up? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abby, you've been doing comedy for about three, four years, right? Yes, about three mm-hmm. years. All right, cool, cool, cool. And you started in L.A. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long hour if she keeps that accent. <laughs> <laughs> just like the, the more you talk about California, the more my Valley Girl slows down. Right, and right, And then I right. just become Dulce, for real. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Dulce Italian for slow? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, so we met because you moved back to Houston because of the cough coughs. Uh Uh-huh. I totally did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that 100%. It was like the apocalypse. And then I got here and I was like, y'all are still doing shit like this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to move back. I moved because I moved. I, we moved to Houston around the same time. I think. Uh, like I moved a little before you. Like you. a year before me. No, I moved in uh, November. Uh, uh, and then oh. I, I moved in November, and then I met Ben, and I started hanging out in Houston. And then I guess it was March of 2020 when everything started to shut the mm-hmm. fuck down. So yeah, it was November, December, January, February. Yeah, four, I was here for four <laughs> months, and then so I just had to count that off like an idiot. He uh, used his fingers was, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use my fingers, That's too. the most engaged in a math problem I've ever been. I saw him <laughs> kick off good. one of his Crocs. If, the, if he had gone into March right there, <laughs> we would have been on toesies. Yeah. yeah. yeah March no. was tough. March. Dude, I was blackout drunk all of March. <laughs> I was, uh, it was. I, yeah. You don't even have to put a year on that. That's just what happened. <laughs> yeah, that was. Marches. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. It's God, the rides God bless of March the for loading it sober. Oh my God! I did not. Yeah, I I was talking. Well, because you had been sober for like a year, right? When yeah, uh, um, yeah, it was March of uh, nineteen where I started. Yeah. So March of twenty was like a year in when things went. <laughs> yes. Buckety. Yeah. And it's, it's such, like, that's such a you thing to happen to you. I was so <laughs> mad. Guys, I reached a year sober. Ah, oh, shit. Shut up, Ben. We got bigger shit going on. Not only that, like, <laughs> society just basically told everybody to stay home and drink. Yep. Yep. And yeah. I couldn't play with the other kids. It's that's like having so chicken sad. pox while your friends went on a field trip. Yeah. It's like, everybody else gets to do cocaine at seven in the morning at home. <laughs> and you're like, fucking. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst of all times to be sober. Oh man, I was, 
Like so many people drank their way through the crippling depression. Like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, just threw their fucking AA chips out the window and were just like, "All right, here the fuck we go." They stopped. Like, well, okay, so in twenty twenty, I was twenty. Yeah, but people did stop IDing because they didn't care. Yeah, so yeah. They're like, the world is ending. Drink and some it, fucking alcohol. It also became like one of those things, like how everybody knows it's not cheating if you're like another state away on a business trip and she probably won't find out. Right. Like if you got drunk during quarantine, it probably you're not counting that against your sobriety. Like that, <laughs> that wasn't a normal. This was during the pandemic. It was crazy times. It's kind yeah. of the best excuse ever. For it really anything. is. I got it's, Did you were you were you doing shows uh, right when you moved back? Yeah, like I, I moved back in July and then it was by September. I did my first show yeah. here. And yeah. then a week later, I got eaten alive when I saw you at um, Enrique's show, the, gar- the garden show. Oh, yeah, show? The, garden, the, the garden show. Debbie the Silverman ran that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not Enrique. The, no, the, that was also the first time I met Enrique. Sorry, that's why I was thinking of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Debbie Silverman ran that show, and I went um, in September, and I... I was like, I remember your set very vividly because it was hilarious. And then I also got eaten alive. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, the outdoor shows at the time were so funny just because I was living with my dad. <laughs> and, like, my dad's an old diabetic guy. And uh, he's, he's really cool. But, like, I didn't want to get him sick. And so, like, I was, like, being a diva. And I was like, I'm just going to sit in my car until I do <laughs> my set. And then I'm going to go home. But then when I started hosting... Uh, yeah, no, you're just like, all right, I'm running around now, I guess. But like, I was like, I was, I was, I got really into bandanas. I don't know if you know, (laughs) yeah, like, uh, my fashion sense is always. You don't wear bandanas anymore? Not really. No, my hair's got. Oh. Uh, I, right. the, I I started oh, wearing. Oh, you meant like around. Yeah. 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 I do remember that. Will. Yeah. I started wearing hair. throat gaiters. My theory with him is that it's seasonal. It starts as a bandana, then during the summer month, it dips down to a neckerchief, and then when it gets towards more fall weather, where he goes to court and he puts it in his back pocket like a handkerchief, <laughs> yeah. then roundabout spring, he just kicks it all up on his head like he's throwing frisbees again on the college quad. <laughs> like, it's just... What an example. <laughs> that that yeah. is jam-packed. Of Dude, I definitely course. did frisbee in college. I've been watching Will's hair for a very long time. Like, he's going to go, like, mass murderer shooter short in, like, a month. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> no, because Will Just and I bond over po- scrunchies now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely borrowed a scrunchie. Will uh, in July gets annoyed with having hair. That's the problem. Yeah. Y- you know what? Me and Ju- me and July too. Yeah. Every summer I want to chop my hair off. I feel that. But uh, I'm trying to have cult lady hair. How would you? What what kind of cult? So long, <laughs> like like horse girl hair. Because <laughs> like before Nicole trimmed it like a week ago, it was like. My yeah. hair was like reaching the middle of my waist and I was like, oh yeah. And I like brushed it all straight. And I was like, look, Patrick, don't I like look don't I look like a horse girl? He was <laughs> like, You look like the girl from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's fun. Uh, uh, I, I I love sorry. my hair. We're fine. No, there's no thing yeah. here. Okay, great. I got yeah. insecure again because the Okay, we'll get there now. Since we were talking about shows, there is like I did have you on a podcast like a year and a half ago that never got released. September. I don't know. I don't. It was right after 9/11. (laughs) I know. I said I'd never forget. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way I could have forgotten. 
Uh. But also because I had just come back from visiting L.A. and I told a story on your podcast about how I went to a 9-11 themed party. That's insane. It, it was amazing. Uh, yeah? In the worst way. Okay. But there, so Tell I, the story again. We're actually okay, going to release okay. this. We're going to go with that and yeah. the other story that I want to <laughs> salvage from that podcast because <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to get my producer off his ass. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Apologies to you and Slade Ham and <gasps> uh, especially episodes, Drew Holloway yeah. because Drew Holloway was fire. Oh, he's yeah. he's so special. <laughs> it was he's not so your funny. fault that we didn't release. I told you <laughs> off air and I'll say it on air. There were episodes that didn't get released based on the quality thereof. You weren't one of them. <laughs> 9-11 theme party part two or oh. yeah but um so the whole so the fifth the fifth tower <laughs> this is this is an important detail i got my phone stolen that weekend yeah so friday the 10th was when my phone was stolen and i was in la until that sunday and it matters because i had no cell phone and i chose to go to an a house party that was being thrown by LA Comics. I used like random Starbucks Wi-Fi to get an Uber to go to this party. Yeah. And I had no cell phone. And there, it's so you just, were just a man of the seventies. You just, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll see, I'll see you when I, I see you, like, baby. I was like, I'll get to the airport somehow. You know, <laughs> like it's extraordinary some of the chances you see people take. I was yeah. pretty done. I was, it was a pretty bad weekend when I lost my phone. I was like, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll be fine, or I'll figure it out. But um. So it's a bunch of comics, and I guess I should have known better because all I'm thinking is party Saturday night, not thinking that it's September 11th, (laughs) (laughs) which you think you would never have to consider this point in your life. But then I show up at this house in the valley, and uh, I walk into the backyard, and there's an ice sculpture of the Twin Towers. Jesus. For real. And it was Slowly also melting. one of those ice sculptures you take shots out of. Oh, so it was a vodka luge. It was a they vodka luge twin tower. Fireball shots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I Just, had no cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like watching all of this happen. I was like, nobody's gonna believe me. Yeah. No, I don't know anybody here. Yeah. So I can't ask people to take pictures. I did not do a shot out of the twin towers because I felt really wrong. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then Makes sense I, they were doing that <laughs> in L.A. I don't think that would be a good New York party. When I walked in, uh, people... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel free to comment on the comment section whether or not you believe she didn't take a shot out of <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't fireball if I did. <laughs> if I did it, okay. If I did it, I'm really positive that I didn't. Yeah. Um, but what, people also were saying things like, happy 9-11. God damn it. And uh, <laughs> at midnight... So technically, the 12th, they blew up the ice sculptures with fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Unless there was an ice sculpture off in a grass field about 100 yards away scaled, then I'm not really impressed. (laughs) So like the fireworks like backfired and they like shot like at us. Oh, no. So it was really strange because like part of my arm got burned and then I got hit with ice. And like that's a, that's that's an odd sensation. It right was there. super super scary. Look, everybody honestly. celebrates nine eleven in their own way. <laughs> LA comics are something else. I, I don't feel know. like you should light your arm on fire in remembrance every right. year since you've chosen that route to dishonor this. I didn't person. even mean to choose that. And like the fact, I mean, it was hilarious. I was like, yeah. 
you guys are funny sometimes. Yeah. Like this is <laughs> this, is, this is such a cruel joke from God because I have no cell phone. And then I'm yeah. gonna go tell people. There was a comic um, that I was like, you know, kind of seeing at that time who lived there, and he was also at that party. And we were like, okay, we're gonna have a race to see who can like claim the story. And I was like, jokes on you, sucker! I'm doing a podcast on Tuesday, so. I'm going to tell the story, and then the podcast never got released. <laughs> no! It exists on a flash drive if you want, I don't it, want it for that posterity. Yeah. But, yeah, the 9-11 story is a pretty good one. I do love I do love the no one will ever believe you aspect of things. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, one time when I was in Memphis, it was after a show. I got invited to an after party with a bunch of, like crunchy feminist ladies <laughs> who lived off of uh, Cleveland and they all got naked in a hot tub and they're like, you want to get naked with us? Will?" it was like five chicks. And I was like, sure. And they're like, are you going to tell everyone? I'm like, no one would fucking believe me. Like even, <laughs> even if I did, I would be like, yeah, I got to see all these, these hot chicks boobs. And like, and I was like, yeah, no, 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 yeah. one's, no one's going to believe that. No That's, one believes. Yeah. Right. I had an orgy that was paid for by Mike Jones, <laughs> the Houston rapper. <laughs> And Oop. nobody's ever gonna believe that. So exactly, <laughs> like that's why you wear streetwear now. <laughs> <laughs> I was born this way. Yeah, the oh thug God. life chose me. I the, did the, not. That that I say in my Ninja me, Turtles t-shirt. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just I feel like it's so innate to be like that. You don't, you know, why did that happen to you? Poker. How do you? Yeah. Well, Ben tried to get me to work at his poker club, too. You were trying to sell me. I literally just told you you could make money. Yep. I need money. It's an industry where really dumb people make a lot of money fast. Do you just call me dumb? Yeah. No, there are a bunch of people at it. Well, because you were you were a, a, a waitress at a strip club for a while. I totally was. I told you you could work <laughs> at the poker room at the time where you were working at Buffalo Wild. Wings, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Felt like I was, was really grasping at straws there. I was like fucking anything <laughs> yeah, to get me yeah. out of here. I told you you could work at my poker room in the same sense that I sent thirty five cents to a starving kid you in Africa. You could have just once. given me thirty five cents, Ben. Yeah, but I didn't want to see what you try to do for it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I went and hung out at your uh, the, at the Colorado you room, did? the Colorado room. I was I, I love going to strip. That clubs. was like the first time we hung out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Me and Will. <laughs> I was just shooting pool and drinking Michelob Ultras. He, he, Will got shitty with me because he got real drunk and he kept calling Shocker. me. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I kept serving him. Yeah. I wasn't gonna stop. <laughs> but like, uh, Will was trying to teach me how to play pool, and like, I don't know if you remember this, but you kept like. Bumping me <laughs> with your ass, you'd be like, "Move, gypsy." <laughs> that uh, it was so funny. That that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I had to. I, the way it worked at the club was like, I would basically take Will's cash as we went along. So like, every time he'd buy a beer. Um, since he was paying with cash, I would j- just cash him out right then and there yeah. from my little bank. And at one point, you were ordering so frequently, I just kind of let your tab build up for like two beers. Yeah. And I said something about you owing me $12. And you were like, I already gave it to you. And I was like, you owe me $12. <laughs> and you were like, shut up, gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> and you said to somebody, you're like, she's trying to steal my money. <laughs> I was like, that is literally my job. That <laughs> That's the problem with being a really good drunk is that like, uh, <laughs> as you know, like when people are like, hey, 
do you remember that one time where you were just drinking Jaeger bombs and said something hilarious? And I'm like, nah, I don't. But Dude, that's definitely right like on. Drunk brand. and high people say the best shit. Yeah. Like ordinarily, I wouldn't name drop, but I'm like 80 percent sure she's gonna listen to this later. So fuck her. Yeah. But one of my favorite thing that's ever been said to me, Judea Driscoll, one time, I love asked Judea. me if I could find her some DMT. Yeah. And I could, and so I did. And she comes over. And literally right in front of her, I roll some of it into a joint for her. (laughs) And she lights it up. She takes one hit. And then she stares at me with these like big deer eyes. And she goes, did you drug me? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, Judea. Shout out to It's the second dumbest question I've ever been that asked in my entire so life. Good. It's phenomenal. That is so good. Yeah. So so this is our first time ever having a, a TikTok star on our on our little podcast over oh, you here. Yeah, had Jerry fuck you, Wayne Jerry Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're. I guess we have had Jerry Wayne, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Jerry Wayne's one of both of our comedy mentors, kind of. Like yeah, we get to totally we get to open is. for him all the time. We do, uh, and we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to open for him on March twenty third. May March, 25th. May 20, March, holy fuck. Y'all enjoy May opening 25th. for Jerry Wayne way more than I enjoy opening for oh, Jerry yeah. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so, it know, wasn't a super fun experience. It's really, it's really, I just, I just love Jerry so much. So like, even if, if the job is a little, I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure, dad. Me, me too. Yeah. Uh, well, you have a, you have a rough, yeah. Didn't y'all almost die? Yeah, we almost <laughs> died on 290 going to a gig together. <laughs> it's not funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, it alive. was so <laughs> funny. You could have been TikTok famous. What are you doing with your second chance? I was so happy when we started to spin out. Because like on the first spin, my brain's like rationalizing it. It's like, dude, you're not driving. You didn't do anything to cause this. You're not even going to have to write a suicide note. Like, just <laughs> things are breaking well for you. And then. <laughs> oh, very, no. very dark comedy. Very macabre. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just macabre. like, I have two attempted suicides in my life and I'm bad at it. Only. No, I'm yeah. kidding. I know. <laughs> Part of the reason is because I'm bad at it and it's super fucking embarrassing when you can't even kill yourself. <laughs> I'm a smart person. <laughs> I've genuinely tried twice. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. could not get it done. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And now you're here. Look at that. The <laughs> first time I drove a truck into a bridge at 90 miles an hour, and I just walked away from the That's thing without a scratch. That's some real Ben Daniel shit Dude, to happen, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, it was just that. God's gonna make you live this life. Then, <laughs> then the second time, I was yeah. like, I like Vicodin. And the most I'd ever taken was 100 at the time. So I figured if I doubled that, that'd probably do it. And so I took 200 of them. And then I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning. God damn. <laughs> Never forget, guys. <laughs> I don't know how many Vicodin it takes to kill me, but more than that. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that story almost ki- killed me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get so mad when I hear like Little Wayne talk about taking five Percocets. <laughs> like, what are you even talking about? Oh, I thought about? you meant Jerry Wayne for a second. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a little much funnier Wayne. Little Wayne. <laughs> I was like, Jerry? <laughs> Jerry wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm shattering her illusions. I, I, I bet the little aspect, too. I was like, yeah. Little Wayne. <laughs> there is. Jerry? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. 
No. So the other story from the podcast, oh, yeah. and I'm proud of this because it's the only time I ever did a modicum of research on anybody before they came on. <laughs> right. <laughs> and by that, I found out one thing about her. Yeah. Which is that she has an IMDb credit from a courtroom TV show. <laughs> really? <laughs> I do. I did not know that. I did scripted court TV in 2019. <laughs> it was awesome. for one of those shows that they show in like dentist office lobby. Oh, definitely. And they, they literally, they film like a season of that show a day. Yeah. Like, like Judge Brown or uh-huh, whatever. Yeah, they yeah, film yeah, like, like nine of them shits. Judge Judy's from Mississippi. Shout out Mississippi. Mississippi has juice. Yeah. <laughs> Since when? So you did courtroom TV. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Was that the story that I told? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you did want me to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I was double checking. I definitely that that do was a because it's my yeah. favorite thing in the world. It's pretty great. She was so mad when she was like, "How did you find that article? Are you stalking me?" I'm like, "I typed your name it's, into it's, the." It's pretty in the in the archives. So IMDb thinks I'm four people because I have four credits now, but I don't know how to go in there and be like, "I am me." And I'm the same. So you could group us together. So if you Google my full name, I'll pop up four times. Yeah. It's four separate. Like, Your government names? Is, is it kind of like an iPod from 2009 where it's like you just spell it with different capitalizations, different places or like, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. And I would still pop up because I'm very, I, I mean, I'm very searchable in that way because there's four of me. So if you Google yeah. that, it's going to be towards the, like the top. Yeah. Um, the other Will Loden <laughs> is uh, is in jail in Itawamba County, Mississippi <laughs> right now. <laughs> is he a junior too? No, he's not a junior. A but Loden. when you type in Will Loden, it's it's <laughs> either it's either like my YouTube stuff comes up or it's like Will Loden arrested for meth <laughs> and uh, and uh, oh, that's my laundry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice if we had a topic buzzer that just <laughs> just a topic buzzer just <laughs> <laughs> move next. Uh, dude, like, the the Logan family more. in Mississippi is so funny, just because like when I was working in Mississippi as a as a political campaign on a political campaign, I would knock on people's doors and they'd be like, "What's your name, boy?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like Will Loden." They're like, "Are you related to Aaron? Because he owes me money." And I'm like, "I don't fucking know, dude." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's spooky. Yeah, so you're you you have four you have four credits now. I have four credits now from from studios and and commercial pictures. From um a lot, of, I think three of them are short films, and then the one is the Quirk TV. Okay, cool, so, cool, cool. So uh, it's pretty rad. The the show is called Justice for All with Judge Christina Perez. Nice. Yeah. And um, it it was scripted and it was me. And my parents were suing me. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Um, so it was one of those real wholesome family episodes where nah. we begin at odds and then we overcome in the end, you know? Uh, they were suing me because my character drove her car into, like, their driveway gate, breaking it. Yeah. And... Uh, it was because I was texting my no good boyfriend <laughs> who yeah, was dude. in community college. Okay. That's, commu- dude, God dude, forbid. He's trying to get, he's trying to better his life. Played by the gayest man I've ever met in my <laughs> entire life. He was so gay. The producers uh, told him to not talk. Because he was that because gay? Because they were like, listen, we just picked you because you look the part. Right. Um, We'll get you on a different episode. And right, they yeah, probably yeah. gave that kid a different episode. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, it was very like, it was very 
written for boomers to be mad at millennials. Classic. Dude, and, that's a classic trope, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, I was texting my boyfriend. I was a super senior myself in college. Uh, you know, I still lived at home. You know, the boyfriend might have had a tattoo. Like, really, real dumb stuff. It was pretty fun. Yeah. In the end, like, my parents decided to drop all the charges. Thank God. Because I'm a fantastic lawyer, too. Right, 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 right. Yeah, well, and Christina Perez knew, knew what was good. And she knew, she knew it was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. But, yeah. Uh, I filmed it, like, April 2019. It was, like, one of the first things I did when I moved to L.A., actually. And then it aired in, like, November that year. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I have no idea how that side of the entertainment business works. It is so like, weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know how people still watch TV. Like, because uh, like I don't. That's the thing. Right. You know, like I, if it's not on a streaming service, personally, I don't watch it because all I have is a Roku. Right. I'm not gonna pay for cable. No. So. Are we at a point in our lives where any of us are paying for cable? Because I'm a hard no. You're a never. I, I've never had. Cable. I've had cable. I had. I had. I had cable in college. Uh, because they had a deal. AT and T had a sweet deal in <laughs> Oxford, Mississippi, and uh, and then this my is, credit score sucks because I stopped paying <laughs> for cable. But you know, like this is ghetto. But um, I used to work for Dish Network. Nice. And so one day when I was bored, I went into my parents' Dish Network account in the customer service and gave them enough credits to last long beyond my child's eventual death. <laughs> <laughs> and I just use the uh, sling thing yeah. Yeah. to it. So pretty much me, my sister, and my parents haven't paid for television in the past eight years. Nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a really good use of your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, now, 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 our, now our Xfinity overlords are going to be like, what? Audit them. How did you get all these credits? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I got fired from that job because I got accused of selling drugs, which made <laughs> me super angry. Like they Because called, you were. No, oh. they called in and they're like, we uh, we're firing you for selling drugs. And I'm like, bullshit. Whoever told you that's lying. And they're like, we got you on camera. And they show me the film. I'm like, no, you have me buying drugs on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I've never sold a drug in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fucking drug dealer. Hilarious. I'm the end user on all drug transactions. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. The fuck do I want money for to buy the drugs I just gave you? What kind of sense does that right. make? That, this, this is all backwards. So that I, was my official response in my termination letter. <laughs> 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 you guys got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hit me up if you need a plug. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I did that with Buffalo Wild Wings points for uh, Grady Pruitt. Nice. Because <laughs> one time he was like, I don't have enough money to eat. And I was like, I have to reach a quota. <laughs> you want some food? That's <laughs> like... Like every table, I would get a bonus if everybody I served had like an account on the app. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so bonuses in like retail scenarios. I would put in my phone number. I put in Patrick's phone number. They oh. make so many like bad behavior come out in contests. Oh my god! <laughs> like yeah. they had a sh thing where they we had to sell HBO one day at Dish Network, mm -hmm. and there's like I was just gonna do it to every customer to prove a point. And this dude called in to cancel service at his mother's house because he, she died. Right. And I was like, bro, I just lost my mom, too. There's some shows that really helped get me through it on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch so them while bad. you're packing up her stuff and having memories. And I swear to God, he bought it. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, I'm a horrible person. 
I did that for a seven dollar commission raffle. Yeah, that's not <laughs> right. That's, the stakes are not high enough for that. Yeah, I was working for a, an environmental campaign where we would it was a, it was a pyramid scheme. We would knock on <laughs> we would we would knock on people's doors. We would say that we're raising money to get like save the whales or get like batteries out of fucking you know dumps and shit like that and uh, and then we would keep half of what we earned and gave the rest of it back to a 501c3 nonprofit and like uh, it was so because like it was it was me and a bunch of uh, hippies and scumbags so like the hippies actually thought that they were helping and then they would go they would go like yeah we're gonna go protest in Austin and I was like uh, just drop me off a memorial and I can see if I can get a rich housewife to like pay me to, you know, knock on doors. And yeah, no, that was, that was a terrible job. But uh, I would, I would lie pits. to people all the time. You know, you're just like. Worst you job know. you ever had? No. Uh, the worst job I've ever had. Um, <laughs> probably. I don't know. All of my jobs are pretty labor intensive. I don't know. Because like I've, I've had a bunch of fucking jobs. Let's see. I mean, yeah, you've had. I mean, I've had we're, a all, lot of jobs. we're all comics. So we, we know kind Buffalo of, we, Wild Wings is coming out from you next. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a predictable worst job turn. It's yeah. just there's just almost like nothing worse than it. I would rather dig graves or something. Really. I worked at a chicken place in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, that was pretty rough. It's just um, real bad. Oh no, Freebirds World Burrito. That was the worst job I ever had. I was the grill guy oh, at Freebirds. Oh. Uh, yeah. This was. I was 19. I was the grill. I was the oldest person working there. You know, it's just one of those things where like, your boss is like younger than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. This shit is so frustrating. Well, no, the boss. The boss was this. So Freebirds used to be this like great burrito spot, uh, and then they got bought out by a corporation, and then like their new corporate guys would come in. It's like, all right, so we call everyone guests because they're guests in our home. And I go, I get paid minimum wage. This is my fucking home. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, that one. That one was rough. Uh, I. Couldn't do enough coke in the freezer to, love, to get through that. Restaurants but are I'm crazy. A, I'm yeah. gonna flip this question in a second after I go. But I'll tell you, my worst job by far was I was at an inbound call center where we sold magazine subscriptions by phone oh. to old people. What year yeah. did you do that? Mm, it was right after I dropped out of college, so like 06. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was that a while still ago. feels kind of late for that kind of job. We only oh, hit old dude, people. They, old dude, people, you can dude. They're still doing door to door magazines until for for a while. I had someone knock up uh, and ask for a magazine. Oh Forget your worst job, and I'm gonna go first on this one. What's the job you had that you were worst at? <laughs> because oh. I took a job translating medical visas for the Saudi American consulate. <laughs> And I don't speak Arabic. <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. one thing. Yeah, all I was doing was getting people's applications in Arabic and supposed to translate them to English. Mm-hmm. Did you lie? How yeah. You- <laughs> for like a month. And then they until like, somebody don't- opened a drawer and read one and it was like, what the fuck oh, is you're this? You're like, Google <laughs> translating it. And I'm like, yeah, I got a drug habit. I got to feed. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just go. I have yeah. children at home. Right. Wink, wink. I was, I was like, fake it till you make it. And then I realized you can't learn Arabic on the fly <laughs> <laughs> with no instructor and no instructory course. Like The best job I ever got fired from was this brewery in Memphis. Mm. I worked at Memphis Made Brewery and I was, uh, I was, I was a draft line cleaner and beer delivery salesman. 
And so, like, I, I'm, I was beer good. delivery salesman <laughs> seems like handing the four year old matches. Yeah, yeah. After my second DUI, when I got my forklift <laughs> driver's license revoked. Uh, um, uh, was, oh, man, and they like, say Mississippi's a lawless place. <laughs> well, dude, uh, it was. Texas is like, what the fuck yeah, is a forklift right? driver's license? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even Mississippi's cracking down on Will Loney. I, didn't, I, didn't even, I wasn't even in a forklift when I got the DUI. <laughs> this is bullshit. Well, if you uh, would stop taking your forklift on the highway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like... Uh, I was it was one of those jobs because like when you're doing beer delivery and like most delivery jobs are super fucking early in the morning. So like like when you're delivering beer to restaurants, uh, events or like and 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 you know like like venues and things like that, they want you to get there. You can do beer delivery from like six in the morning till like eleven, Jeez. and then at restaurants. Then they don't want you to deliver beer again until like three in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then you have the window from like three to five, and then they want to get you to get the fuck out of there. And you're also cleaning draft lines, which like like I'm just throwing chemicals through the beer draft line and stuff. And yeah, I was yeah, by yeah. myself. And when I would get back to the 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 brewery, I could drink free beer. So I was just getting fucked up every <laughs> night. And then like waking up hungover and just like not doing my job, and uh, it was it was a real problem. And uh, I was running the comedy shows at Memphis Made, and like the the owners were like, "Will, we love you as a person, but you suck at this job." <laughs> uh, and so shout out to Drew, Andy, and Brian for loving best job I've ever been fired from. Uh, and Memphis Made Brewery still makes fantastic beer. Uh, Look at that nice little plug, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. End. No, I love those guys. Like so to much. give a shout out to Memphis Brewery. Yeah. I drink it yeah. and they paying me for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I still have a bunch of their t-shirts. So anytime <laughs> you see me in stuff that says Memphis, it's Memphis made brewery shirts. It's good to keep your work shirts. Yeah. I, I like to keep them. I have They're a closet funny. full of poker rooms. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. You have like 900 of those. Like, it's yeah. just I've worked at every poker room that's ever existed for a little bit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's a really easy industry to get hired for if you have a pulse and a modicum of talent. But it's also an industry. You see how industry. he just keeps complimenting me? By <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, come work in my poker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Go I on. would like to point out she filled out an application <laughs> and my boss passed. <laughs> no, I passed. Did I they pass. call you? They didn't like my schedule because they were like, when do you want to work? And I was like, oh, never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was That's mutual passing. I had a sweet fucking gig in Memphis when I was working as a prep cook. Ooh. That's a dope job. So you get there at like eight in the morning. Yeah. You're by yourself and you just chop onions until like. Noon and, and then you're yeah, out. yeah. And then you just. Then nobody judges you for crying in the deep freeze. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I would just sit there and I would listen to Project Pat and I would just, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, no. Just this is the fourth time Project Pat has come up on one of our podcasts. <laughs> I love him. And I, I know. I just like moaning. I was listening to Getty Green. Uh, his, his album from 1999 the other day. And he has such a he has such a distinct cadence because he's like. <laughs> He's like, I gotta feed the streets, uh, and like, and like, he goes, da da, like at, at the end of everything. And yesterday, I was listening to this song. It was called "Let Your Gold Shine," and he goes, "You know, I got to keep uh, food in my tummy." And I thought that was one of the most adorable things that I'd ever heard. I was like, "Yeah." Be sure to check our sister spinoff podcast. Will Loden discusses rap music. <laughs> <laughs> that is, but it's fun. It's to find. That could be silly hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Comics always have weird quirks, you know. Like, they like, totally like, do. like that's one of the like surprising things about people. Like, I don't know. Like, what, what, what's one of your big, big, big quirks that people always are surprised by? Ducking people in roasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, I think that felt right. I think um, I feel like one of my quirks is uh, is like it's just being too kind. Yeah. Because a lot of my set is like real ranty and angry, yeah. and then I'll do something like be really real with the crowd and like tell them how I like I took my fish to the vet. Yeah. And I feel like people are like, "Oh, you're such a talented joke writer," and I'm like, "No, no, no." That's who I am as a person. Scared <laughs> <laughs> about you, yeah. It's, I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe people expect me to be like angrier and like less anxious than I am uh, in I life. Know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, being on stage, you kind of you kind of heightened. You know, like yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not as. Also, I, mean, I know people like like to laugh at me, and they don't like to. So, well, like, okay, how am I trying to say it? Like, they, I perform for audiences older than me all the time, and I feel like there's a moment in most of my sets where some of them will kind of figure it out, and then they laugh because they're like, huh, she doesn't know anything that she's talking about. And I don't, but... <laughs> I will say I you're more like yourself on stage than a lot of people in this industry. Like, he's oh, not yeah. himself on stage at all. He's almost a caricature of himself. A and little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Have you heard his accent? <laughs> well, everybody kind of, everybody in the South does up their accent when they're doing stand-up. I do All not. All y'all do. I, well, I do not. You've I'm, never I'm heard me sound Southern Sometimes like, my phrases will trail off a little Southern, especially if I'm bombing or something. It's like a... I don't come with that gear. I just... If I could tell they're like sick of like my california accent i right. try and be more conscious of the way that i speak but your like angry bit tone is about the same as your tone when you're around your friends yeah it's not super different it's not but yeah 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 it's one of those things it's like how much do you want it to be an act and how much do you want it to be you and I there's mean, advantages I and disadvantages like to more, both more me or like because like there there are so many characters and like even if you know, well, if you, even if you did do up your accent or something, there's still oh, like I no, certainly do. There's no other oh. Will Loden though. No, I mean, know? but but also like, but I, that's I, how, what you achieve by keeping your stories unique to you. But there mm -hmm. are comics because like Will and I write stories together. Yeah. Um, because our acts are like similarly structured, just about very different things. Right. And there's not a lot of overlap in material. No. But, but I think we, we never we, have to worry we, about Will. You let your fish jokes. die, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I dated a German girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, My clit hurts and burts better than Metric. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I butchered that. But. Uh, I don't know. It's all good. I So, yeah, mm. I think. I don't know. This is an interesting point about, like, like the act, I think, is for the most amount of entertainment for the audience and i think that a lot of my entertainment value derives from being foolish i disagree and so like like i don't know like i'm not i feel like your entertainment value comes way more when you connect with people than the bits where you're being showy fair enough 
the bit, the parts of you that bleed through when you're doing your football coach bit, where you can feel Pain like head. the relationship pain of like that. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that was written for a real place and it's interesting. Yeah. That's a great joke. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Joke. The whole like chugging a beer at the beginning, I was eating pussy transition in <laughs> thing. That's just hat shit that you do for yourself. That's not it's what pretty, you think is the best for the audience. That's what you think is the best for you. Let's you know, break that wall right now. I've seen you do it enough. No, I mean, I don't think it's hat Sometimes at all. it's bombed. Yeah. You know? So that's why I'm okay with you still doing it because <laughs> I have seen it bomb a couple yeah. times. It's also it, fun to watch you chug mineral one. water. Now. Oh yeah, no, I'm sipping now. I'm just sipping many many waters up there. You know how I do. Uh, yeah, no, I was. Super I feel like you gotta have those bits though. Like I feel like, like I've told Will before too. Uh, like Will kind of helps me keep some of my shit absurd, which is how I want to keep it. Yeah. Um. At the. At the cost of maybe some audiences not understanding what I want to convey, or maybe they're not on board with the silliness. But like, I definitely have some jokes in my act where I'm like, oh, they're there, they're fine, they work, but they're not what sure. I want them to be, or they're definitely fucking pandering. I call them placeholders. Yeah. It's just things you want to replace later when you find something better. But if yeah. it works They're now, like, you I'm don't like, oh. fix the thing that's not broken when there's so many broken things. Yeah. Right. you like, oh, you don't want to hear about this? Okay. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way I rationalize it, and this is going to sound petty, but I stopped trying to win every member of every, every audience. So true. Ben bombs all the time. <laughs> just eats absolute. No, I'm no, no I mean. For all I know, I do. I don't <laughs> listen to my own tapes. I'm too busy being booked. Oh, um, you can't even say that to me. Uh, I can say that to anybody with my yeah. calendar. Uh, <laughs> Caddy too. You made Chad sassy back there. I know. I get him to chime in. You know. Yeah. I uh, I don't know because like well it's like do you for me it's like if you just get two people out of ten and those people really enjoy what you do. And that's the takeaway from that show and they follow you, then that's how you develop your crowd and the rest yep. just aren't your people. And I'm fine with people being not my people as an excuse. Like I don't want to have yeah. to cross what I do to bridge to people. Like if you enjoy clean comedy, you're never gonna enjoy me and that's fine. Yeah. I don't wanna have to try to reach across the aisle to make sure those people have a good time. Those people came to the wrong show. That's just where I land with it. Like Fair, fair enough. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think I, I, I come from the uh, maximum utility uh, sort of sort of thing there. I, I, I like making the most amount of people happy. Uh, and like, does does that sometimes mess up? I guess the, the writing process, maybe. But like, I, I, I like I like telling personal stories mm -hmm. with 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 all that. And then the absurdity, I like. Some some more absurdist stuff, and I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to alienate anyone when I go on stage. Yeah, um, I don't aim to alienate. I don't anyone. even think I I alienate people. I honestly yeah. feel, you know, like when I travel to other places, people are, you know, on board with what I want to say. Like in Austin or in L.A., they don't care that there's like a 22 year old standing in front of them. Right here, they care. So sometimes in Houston, yeah, in H -Town, yeah, yeah. So like sometimes I feel like I fight that battle of like. You know, what do these, what what will they accept from me right yeah. now? Are they going to accept that I'm younger and they can just like laugh at my easy shit? Or are they going to be like on board with who Abby is? 
you know, I and guess, like definitely like we do find those audiences where we do murder, we do crush, and you yeah. know, they they like me, they like what I'm doing, and it's just like it's like magic. But sometimes in Houston, I feel like I but, sacrifice a little bit of something well, yeah. for the greater. Houston's just a city, outcome. though. Yeah, like out of all the places we do, Houston's the hardest. The degree of difficulty. It is. It's really difficult. It feels the crowds really are good the when you do really well. And the most like polarized, diverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just no way to guess what a Houston crowd's going to be, except sometimes mm-hmm. by geography, a little. Maybe. <laughs> like if you get booked on the southwest side, you know what that gig's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. Is uh, like, yeah, being, being, you're what, 22, 23? I'm 22, yeah. Yeah, you're 20, a 22 year old woman. <laughs> like, that, that's hard because, like, I even have my own personal biases about that. Like, I don't want to hear a fucking anyone under yeah. 30 talk Facts. about politics. Here's the thing. I'm I like, agree. That's hard. Uh, I agree yeah. with you. I don't want to hear <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone, <laughs> yeah. you know, under 30 talk about things. But I'm like, fine with you because you stay in your lane. Like, I, I was literally telling Ben outside, I was like, I said something about you kids. Yeah. But I meant all of it. And I was like, you guys make me feel so old. <laughs> Just because you make you semi-responsible life choices, you feel worlds more mature than every other comic yeah. in the world. I, I like, know. if you just shower semi-regularly, you're clearing 80% of the field as far as I know, as it's adulthood. really not like an accomplishment yeah. that all my Special Olympics gold medal. 30, fam. but, yeah. you know, I get it because like, I have a couple of friends that are even just like a couple years older than me. And I'm like, Ugh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Listening to 20 year olds talk. Oh. I want to be 30 so badly. Low I'm, key. I'm getting better at it. Just if you clear the, 26, you've got wrinkles. a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm developing a, a forehead wrinkle because I'm too expressive. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to Botox it? I don't uh, have any money. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an answer. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if I come into some money, right, you're gonna I might on? come into some needles. Or some money comes into you. Oh. oh. <laughs> if I could get both. I don't make more money. I don't make so. <laughs> I just finished a big drywall job, so I'm 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 he's I'm flush. Upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good for you. Yeah. I'm just, you know. Was it us talking about how you couldn't get into construction work? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I, I forgot who was I was talking to. I don't know who you we were talking to, but no, I could not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's like dudes can always get into construction or get into driving truck if they don't have a DUI. Uh, <laughs> I can't do fucking shit without getting harassed. Right. It's just, it's the craziest thing. I mean, there's always fallback careers for guys. You can go work out on the docks. Like, you yeah, can go work I could, I dude, mean, dude, I could, I could become a welding inspector really quick. <laughs> <laughs> that way you don't even actually have to weld. You just go, that weld's wrong. Uh, <laughs> they have make a position it. in the plants whose job it is to sit on a bucket and watch a hole and make sure it don't catch on fire. It's called a fire watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just about any level of IQ can successfully perform that position. I would get so bored. Dude, I, uh, <laughs> that's... That's another reason that I was bad at. at I, I quit every job like the second I get bored. Like, Same. Pretty much yeah. If I'm like, I hate you guys. It's I'm on borrowed time. And when I, I start lying in the morning, yeah. like Dude, making the, excuses about or why like I'm if late. it's just not a fulfilling thing to do. Right, because like, you have a great new gig. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I have a great new job, and so like that is a lot easier to be like I'm waking up in the morning, you know, because like I'm actually like making a difference, you know, in kids' lives versus just like waking up against my own will to like sling right. fucking chicken wings. <laughs> like it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just not, and the they difference. never fired me. No, which is 
honestly, my biggest accomplishment from that time was that I never got fired. Uh, I got uh, asked to not come back. Yeah. I've to been, that location. I've been fired a couple of times. I've been fired a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at least once. I feel like you haven't lived until you've been fired. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh, it's such a big deal. Like, you got fired. You get unemployment now. You haven't lived now. until you've gotten fired, and you haven't lived until you quit a job dramatically. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I love a dramatic I, I have gotten fired, rehired, quit dramatically. There was this one spot in Oxford. It was a steak place. I was on the square. And uh, and if, you, if you've been to Oxford, you know the fucking spot. It's run by a real dickhead. <laughs> um, and he would... I, he would fire me about once a month <laughs> and then he would rehire me because no one else could hung out, be hung over and work the fucking omelet station for brunch. And so it was always just like, it was just me and him. We would just go through these fucking battles where like, where like, I, I'd just be like, it'd be like Thursday or Friday night. And I go, I'm not fucking working brunch tomorrow. There's no fucking way. I'm going to go over to the burger room. I'm getting goddamn hammered. He goes, well, if you are not here at seven o'clock, <laughs> goddamn morning. <laughs> and, uh, would you uh, show up at seven? No, I would, I would, I would, I would, I'd be real pissy and I would show up at eight or nine. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, that is not the side of the brunch argument I thought you would land on, to be honest. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I would have thought brunch would be your time to shine. What with your? Uh, no, I mean, dude, brunch, brunch, so early. Brunch behind, behind be, brunch Bu- when you are cooking, fucking blows. blows. It blows like, to serve it. Yeah. Too. No, dude, it's dude, Sunday stupid. brunch. Sunday brunch because you deal with church people and moms uh, and bottomless mimosas and it's it's literally like you had me at church people. Yeah, we would do we would do this bottomless mimosa thing, and um, and I, I just knew that around like one or two in the afternoon, like right, I was like, we're gonna get a bunch of food sent back because these these people are not happy and they're deep in their mimosas. <laughs> mm-hmm, they and don't know. It was yeah, I burned off all the hair on my arms working in restaurants. Just just working in kitchens. But <laughs> I have like really bad knee pain yeah. uh, from serving for so long. Yeah. I only lasted a month as a waiter. You know, get out. If it's not for you, it's not worth it to keep pushing. I liked it because it's it was just such bullshit and I was generally smarter than everybody I was around. <laughs> so I would just walk in there and be like, what's up? You're my manager. Sit down, bitch. Here's my schedule. I'm going to go work. And... Some, you know, like if I was reliable when I wanted to be reliable, it took me until you know? it took me until about 30 years old to be able to, like, set my own schedule at jobs and things and like kind yeah. of assert myself just because like, yeah, I always I, I came from this like you work real hard and then, you know, you'll get rewarded in like years or whatever. And so, like, I would let people just brutally take advantage of me. Yeah. I was set up. Yeah, I was hired at an outback with very low ceilings. Oh, shit. Yeah, eight foot ceilings when you're six foot four and have to carry trays in and a Yikes. lot of broken glassware. Yikes. Yep, I'm yes. not the most coordinated of gents <laughs> to I'm begin not with. Gonna ca- the aquarium, they would literally be like, "Do not let her carry trays on the weekend because they're like weighing me down and yeah. like too many people could see me." <laughs> um, which it's I don't care. I fucking hate carrying the trays. Struggle. I don't like. It's not even that I can't lift them. It's I'm convinced it's because I have narrow shoulders. Right. And like. I like, like I literally just like could not balance the tray on my shoulder because there's no shoulder. And it's I like, like how you were nubs. like, I have narrow shoulders, and the one's like, right? That's yeah. Dan- like I know what I don't know what narrow shoulders looks like. I know what it looks like. <laughs> you like if I wear anything with like straps, they just fall off. Yeah. Just like you know, I've n- they're rounded, stubby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
stubby shoulders. Oh. No, I hate. I immediately waiter. thought that it was probably easier on your mom's puss, but then I decided <laughs> not to say that. And then I just said, <laughs> anyway. I might have been the easiest on her puss, but yeah. <laughs> I have been the biggest pain in her ass. <laughs> How are you going to feel when this episode doesn't air? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it so personally. Yeah, take it in stride. I was telling Jamal, I was like, that episode didn't air. And he goes, what did you say? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I said. When I worked at the strip club, I learned how to carry shots on my arms. Yeah. And that was a trick I unlearned after I took an edible. (laughs) 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 And I was like, yeah, I got it. Uh. I was like trying to go into this VIP room and I was like, well, these shots are in my way. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you land on the whole performing stoned versus performing drunk versus performing sober argument? Mm. Um, I do not perform well high, generally. Um, Because sometimes when I get high and then there's a lot of people looking at me, I'll just tell them I'm high because I feel like I have to confess (laughs) in case they can tell. Um, And then also, you know, I feel... I feel like a little too silly. So if I'm doing well, I'll kind of start to laugh at the fact that they're laughing at me. Right. You know, and I don't want to I don't want to look like I'm laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes all the time. It's I not know, stop but, myself. Like, but like when you're high, you have like that added pressure yeah. of like, how bad do I look right now? Right. I laugh at people laughing at my jokes if they have a funny laugh. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, well, that's a great time to laugh. That's yeah. a good excuse. Ah. But yeah, so I try not to be too high before I go on stage because I don't think I'll be coherent. And then too drunk, I can do it better than I can high, but I like to be mostly sober when I go on stage. And then when I get off, mm. I'll panic for like five minutes. Like I I need like time the to myself. The decompression period is important right mm-hmm. after a set. Yeah, oh, I just crucial. I don't know what, like I black out. I do it less now. I mean, not from alcohol, from like comedy. Like when I go on stage, I don't remember what I said. Yeah. Not, I had to clarify that because Ben gave me a look. No. But like. I've done both. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I didn't want to take the easy road, but (laughs) thanks, Loden. Yep. There we go. Yeah. I remember one time in uh, Memphis, we had a, a comic who got really, really drunk, and then she said she, she panicked blackout, and I was like, no, that was a vodka thing. I saw you at the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I always wondered how I'd do drunk because I came into comedy after the sober thing. Yeah. I feel like cocaine me would have been really good at comedy, or at least you would have thought he was. So dude, mean. I was—I I forgot who I was talking to. Dude, when you're on blow, you're not laughing. So like, it's just no. a bunch of people sitting around, just like they're yeah. just so uh, yeah. revved up and yeah. fucking exactly. And yeah, no, it's wild. I couldn't—I couldn't imagine doing comedy on blow. I would. I'm already a pretty tense person, yeah. uh, and and that would that would wind the strings even tighter. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. it's it's too much. Like, um, oh. it doesn't even it doesn't even do anything for me, and I think it's legitimately because I have ADHD. So stimulants don't. <laughs> so like, there so is stimulants like, work exactly how they're supposed exactly. to. Exactly, uh, and so yeah. like I remember one time. Like, I w- it was, like, New Year's or something, and everybody was, like, super amped. And I was like, whew, midnight already. 
guys, you can have this dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that shit's nasty though. Yeah. You yeah. don't. You're not missing anything. Well, I mean, I do very much miss heroin, but that's <laughs> not here nor there. Like, it's just one I of those like things. That but. makes a little bit of sense, though. <coughs> yeah. Like, I feel like heroin's a little more badass. Than to like be honest, I never really had the like missing of coke. Like, I had a summer with it, and then I just tried just to snort an eight ball already. one weekend. Yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a summer fling for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't want to do things by right. nature, and energy is not something I really value or want to pay money for. I give me that. a good depressing every day. Like I can spend <laughs> three or four days in a couch. Yeah. <laughs> give me all the heroin. I don't want any meth. You I don't know, want if any. you like wore like a Snuggie in public, that would make sense. Like, <laughs> you're a Snuggie kind of person. You remember the blanket with armholes? I'm, or like some kind of a cloak. If you stare silently at somebody long enough, they'll start to think you don't know what a Snuggie is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just weed. <laughs> I feel like I just got mansplained, too. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. It's so you short down here. Oh. <laughs> it's not, I'm like medium height. You're doing fine. All of you I'm are tiny fine. little hobbit people to me. No offense. Not Will. No. No, Will's little, also little Wayne. Little 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 Will. Little Will. Will. Little Will. Little Wayne. Little Bill. Little Bill. Little Bill Loden. What if I change Looking. my name to Bill? I've had people try to say that to me. They're like, "You should change your name to something more adult." I'm like, "Will's fine. Will's William, adult. William's good too." And uh, I never correct anyone on on my name when people are like, "So like." With Facebook, because it's my full name, it's William Lynn Loden Jr. And so sometimes when I'm like out of town and like the host will be like. Uh, William Loden Jr. Like, like, uh, they're like, you know, like some people have called me Bill. Yeah, I don't care. I think I'm gonna go with like an MC Lotto, like stage name thing. Yeah. You think you think you're there? No. <laughs> I love that your middle name is Lynn. Yeah. It's very southern. It's me and a lot of Asians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spelled differently, but yeah. And then some brunch ladies. Brunch ladies, yeah. Brunch ladies love Lynn. Mm-hmm. My dad goes by Lynn. Does he really? Yeah, he cho- he chose to go by Lynn in high school, and I was like, "All right, that's weird." But uh, it yeah. was a that's different gay, time. Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was 1976, were, dude. We just immigrated. Everything was cool. 70s. People were much freer with names. And yeah. love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, there it, could it, be a male Gertrude for all you know. Oh, it was man. a crazy time. There. Ashton's yeah. uh, Ashley. Ashley's a man's name too. Sometimes. Uh, oh yeah. Shout out Gone with the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling literary references out of my head. <laughs> Gone with the Wind's a good one. Fun movie. It's a good one. That is a very randomly odd pause in place to wrap this thing up, yeah. but we are <laughs> right on time. We are right on oh, time. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Abby, where can we find you in the next month or so? Um, you can see me with Will at the Houston Improv, May twenty fifth. Uh, that's coming up like next week. It's a Wednesday, eight PM. Opening for TikTok star Jerry Wayne Longmire. Little Jerry Wayne Longmire. Little Jerry Wayne Longmire is going to be headlining that. Um, You can just find me on the internet. Uh, You can follow my Instagram. It's (laughs) weirdo.abby. All right. Who knows what I'm doing, honestly. Uh, We'll see. I'm around. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks for having me. Ben, where can we find you? At Very Dark Comedy on Instagram. Will, where can Uh, they find you? Gunsandliquor.com. That is the best domain. That's a great website. (laughs) So good. And we're out, y'all. All right.